Welcome to Radio Boomers Live, the show about all things human from a baby boomer's perspective. All things hot and all things not. News, reviews, interviews, chat, text, and what's next. And here are your hosts, Risa Gray from Betty White's Off Their Rockers and Easy's dad, Jim Zuli. Good morning, Radio Boomers Live listeners throughout the world. And good morning, Risa. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How is Risa doing today with all this stuff going on? Risa, are you are you handling this okay? <laughs> I'm handling it okay. Uh, it, it, the world has lost its mind. <laughs> There's a good definition. I, you know, Risa, <laughs> we, we've talked about this before. I've never seen it like this, and we go back a little ways. Do you have you ever, you know, do you remember seeing all this at one time? You know. Are you kidding me? Not, this is not a lot. in our lifetime. And no. with the uh, the information highway, you know everything as it happens, and you see pictures of it. You know, the Vietnam War was the first war that you saw real time on TV, and people were shocked by that. Now you see everything real time, and there doesn't even have to be a news reporter there. They they shoot it on their cell phones. They everybody's got a news channel in their own phone. So it's amazing. This is yeah yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing, Reese. We got everything so fast now. You know, um, it's not like we used to read the paper. You know, uh, cell phones. No, we you know we didn't. Have, if if we wanted to communicate with somebody, we needed some change. And if we were out, right. we had to go find a payphone. That's it. You know, need a dime or whatever. Usually, or dime, back right? back to the day of the Pony Express. You had to wait for the Pony Express to deliver the news. Now, see, Reza goes back a little farther than me. She remembers the Pony Express. <laughs> so I <laughs> not quite. <laughs> I saw it on but TV. Anyway. <laughs> But with that, I think we're going to move into our Hot Topic time. Hot Topics. Well, I guess we'll move on without our intro. <laughs> there we go. Ripped from the headlines. Today's Hot Topics. Well, in the midst of everything that's going on, we have an election coming up. The election is getting lost in the news now because there's so much stuff going on. But it is coming up, especially well, for everywhere in the country. I think it's over on November 3rd. So I know in Los Angeles that you should be starting to receive your ballots today. Everybody's getting a mail-in ballot, whether you wanted it or not. Everyone's getting a mail-in ballot. And some of you may have seen these oversized-looking mailbox things that are a bright yellow and blue color that says official ballot collection box or something like that. I called the Register of Voters because I was so upset that they have these boxes just out in the open, unguarded, to collect ballots. I thought that can't possibly be right. Well, it actually is. The Register of Voters Office actually told me that these are secure ballot collection boxes. 
they're mainly the ones I've seen have all been near library property. They're not inside the library. They're not even really on library property. They're on city property just outside of a library. Now, I'm sorry. I may be paranoid, but I don't trust a box that is unguarded to put my boat in, especially with all the talk of the fraud that might be committed. Now, the registrar's office said, well, it's just like putting it in a a post office box. That's just sitting out on the corner. Well, first of all, there aren't that many post office boxes just sitting out on corners anymore. Most of the time you have to go to a physical post office. They may have one outside of the post office, but they collect it at, at the end of the day every day, and it's right there at the post office. So I'm not going to be putting my ballot in a collection box. There also may be people that will come to your house that will say they will help you with your ballot. They will help you fill it out, and they will even turn it in for you. I'm not doing that either. If you feel safe doing that, go ahead. But I'm not going to let a stranger knock on my door and help me vote and then take my ballot. There also, you can drop it in the post office box, but the you have a clear month now, almost a little less than a month, to get that ballot turned in. You can wait until the day that the polls open. They're open three days this year before the ballots are actually collected on uh, November 3rd. And you can just wait and go and drop your ballot in the box. If, because these are mail-in ballots, you can just go drop it in. If you don't want to physically vote there with the machine, you don't have to stand in the lines. You can just walk in, drop it in the ballot box, and walk out. Or you can wait and actually vote like you always have at the polls, mark your ballot, and get it turned in. It's up to you. Now, I'm going to fill mine out. I'm going to have it ready, and I'm going to take it in the first day that the polls open. But some of these other sketchy options, I'm warning you, be careful. Be safe with your ballot. Let someone tell you how to vote. Don't let anyone take your ballot. I even heard people were selling ballots. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I've heard. Your vote counts. Make sure your vote counts. The only vote that doesn't count is the one that you don't do. If you don't fill it out, if you don't turn it in, you're right. It doesn't count. That's my hot topic for today, Jeff. All right. Sounds interesting, Reith. And we will see what's going on with our hot topics and news updates. Okay. In what is you? We got... Uh, well, a lot of stuff going on, Reed. President Trump COVID-19 diagnosis shakes up the 2020 campaign election just weeks before the election day. The news added higher levels of the unknown. I mean, this is election time. Now what? Well, it, could it delay elections? What's going to happen? The uh, president was hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center, and the first lady, Melania Trump, also was tested, along with Press Secretary uh, Kaylee uh, <coughs> Kaylee McKinney. So, you know, it's it's getting around for sure. Uh, and it just warns everybody to keep the mask on and the social distancing. The concern is President Trump falls in a little bit of a dangerous category with the that 
you know, the weight issue, when you're a little bit overweight and over 70s, it's more of a category, more of a concern. Stock market futures tumble on the news of the president's diagnosis, but the dollar steadies, uh, you know, that it's hard the way this figures out. I've been trying to, we're going to have a show on this someday, but uh, the market awaits what's going to go on with the debates and, you know, how one candidate does and the other, it, it affects the market. Uh, firefighters have uh, feared that two mega fires could cause 4 million acres are, are burning up there. And if these two merge together, these are two of the biggest that we've ever had. The wine country has taken a loss over uh, over the glass fire, 62,000 acres that burn in Napa Valley. So this, this is going to affect uh, the, the wine industry. They say about 10% contained. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said the uh, chamber tends to move full stream ahead on Barrett's nomination for the Supreme Court. And, well, job rebound, it's basically the best uh, they've seen in history. President Trump has broken records, they say. Well, two separate times when this COVID first happened and then the uh, second time it came around. Now the job growth is hit uh, it, well, basically, let me see here. It dropped to a uh, to a low. We're talking to seven, talking to seven point nine percent down from eight point four percent in August. Uh, since April first, it came down. It boy, fourteen point seven percent drop. That's that's a big one, and uh, and now down seven point nine. So people are getting back to work, and the the key is here when they get back to work to do it right. You know, Elvis Presley's uh, grandson. Uh, passed away, and he's going to be laid to rest at uh, at Graceland with the rest of the family. And uh, the new debates coming up, presidential debate, it's uh, October 15th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, a VP October 7th. So uh, there you go, Rafe. Amazon's uh, account, well, we got 40% of the economy. Of, you know, <laughs> Amazon makes a lot of money. And they account for 40% of the uh, commerce sales. Wow. So uh, they've been unveiling a new biometrics way to pay. Reese, how about this? When you scan your palm, the palm of your hand. So that's, that's amazing. You just walk up. You don't have to worry about pulling out your wallet. Just scan your hand there. So let's move on to a commercial. And then we got commercial time. It's commercial. Looking to take the next step? Join the EasyWay Network and become part of our EasyWay family. Host your own TV show. Accelerate your viewership as you will be seen on platforms such as Roku, Amazon, Apple. Brand yourself and affiliate yourself with celebrities, artists, influencers, and power players. For more information on how to start your own show, channel, or network, go to EasyWayPromotions.com. To stay updated on all our upcoming events, text EasyWay to 55678. EasyWay Magazine is your best vehicle to advertise in if you would like to reach a quality database in corporate Hollywood. Not only will you read the stories and enjoy the content, you will also get to interact through social media and get to meet who's featured at the event, as well as get exclusive interviews from your favorite celebrities. EasyWay Magazine is a Los Angeles and Orange County-based magazine, but also reaches an international audience. Subscribe to EasyWay Magazine today by following EasyWay Broadcasting on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or EasyWayBroadcasting.com's website. 
To advertise, call 424-209-9290 or email contact at easywaybroadcasting.com. That's letter E and letter Z, because we don't do it the hard way. We do it the easy way. Welcome to easywaybroadcasting.com, your one-stop shop getaway to corporate Hollywood. Easyway specializes in red carpets and will enhance your experience. EasyWayBroadcasting.com is top ranked on Alexa and houses the EasyWay TV Film On Channel, Podcast Radio Station, and EasyWay Magazine. Learn more about the beautiful EasyWay Angels and follow their events calendar. For more information, visit EasyWayBroadcasting.com and click on About Us or call 424-209-9290. Don't forget to subscribe to the website and follow EasyWay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for amazing updates and opportunities. Remember, that's letter E and letter Z, because, well, we do it the easy way. And that's the way we do it. We do it the easy way. It hasn't come easy for Eric, but he's created quite a situation there. Dr. Harrison Klein is our guest today, and I, you know, I come across people, and this raises my eyebrow because this gentleman is extremely interesting and beneficial, so take notes. CEO of the World Leadership Academy, 16 years as an educator, three years as a movie producer. So there's a, this is what I'm talking about, interesting, a wide variety here. Three years as a financial director, 22 years as a spiritual entrepreneur. Uh, he had experiences, mystical experiences in his late 20s that changed his life. He's going to talk about that. And he's a uh, transformationalist that helps people and businesses self-actualize. This is uh, this is what well I, I want to get into it with him. Very interesting stuff, and it, it changes their self-image and belief systems so they can achieve and thrive, become anything they want, and bring their goals, dreams, and desires into realities. So a lot of us have these plans and ideas, but you know it's bringing them to fruition, and that's the tricky part, and that's what he does. So. We've got uh, takeaways on that are new skills, new per, uh, perspectives, more confidence, personal technology, uh, integrations, uh, clarity upgrading. We're going to talk about all this, and uh, I want to bring him on. Dr. Harrison Klein, you on with us? I am. Am I unmuted? There he is. Hello, Dr. Harrison. This is Reetha Gray. Reetha Gray. Hi, Dr. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, we want to thank you for coming on because I know you're a, a busy guy. And the stuff that, uh, you know, your bio is so interesting and people are so in need of this, of these situations that you, that you offer. It's uh, yeah. what, what was it that, that drew you to this? Cause you have an interesting past. You have situations you've dealt with yourself. And what, what is it that you uh, think gave you the motivation to, be such a resilient person and help so many people now. Well, you know, the world is, as as Rita said in the early portion, the world is out of its mind. Or one of you said, the world is out of its mind. (laughs) But (laughs) my perspective is that this is a good thing at the moment and not a bad thing because it's forcing us into, you know, a new level of, you know, considering our values, considering our introspection, considering Consciousness, considering our system, considering everything about the human race, and it's doing that. Every single person on the planet is in some kind of transition right now. I was in transitions a lot 
in my you know my in my youth, I guess up to my age of 28, I was in I was a miracle baby, so I've had these mystical experiences, and uh, they took me out of they gave me a spontaneous healing and put me out of you know the autistic experience, and and then I knew my purpose in life was to bring other people into this higher level of consciousness and and ability and and capability, you know. So uh, the impetus that moved me was just that, you know, I was in a crazy place for so long, full of fear, full of unawareness, full of anxiety. And when I came out of it, I had instant clarity and a a spontaneous healing. That clarity was dramatic, really about like trying to step onto a train that was moving at 100 miles an hour from a standstill position. So I was just trying to hold on for dear life, but now I'm on the train. So so now I can help other people get on and so on and so forth. So, so you, you are yourself. a transformationalist. What, what is a transformationalist? Well, the word transformation means you're going from one thing to another. So I take people from, you know, physical pain into health. I take people from depression into confidence. I take people, I take businesses from, you know, money loss into, you know, not only viability, but thriveability. I take people from whatever, you know, I take families from dysfunctional into functional. You know, those are the kinds of things I do. And I've been trained by the best leaders in the world, people that are household names, plus I train, I have trained a lot of people that are now household names. So, you know, the, so that's basically what a transformation, we take the transformation, we make change in, in people's lives. And there's only what three ways you, to change. What do you think it is well, that uh, it blocks people from this transformation? Well, there's only three ways to change. What blocks people from transformation? transforming and becoming the most amazing human that they can be. First is their self. So uh, people self-talk themselves into bad stuff. They have a negative self-image. And Uh, the more confident, the greater self-image you have. The second is their belief system. So what you believe uh, really determines both your self-image and your beliefs determine your behaviors, your responses, and your program. You think that you're controlling your behavior by your thoughts, but you're not. The the, uh, belief system is very subconscious. You can access it, but it's very subconscious and determines what you do, how you do it, and how you respond it. And then the third way we change the third way we change is going through a shock experience where where we get to the point of where we reach rock bottom and then we just say no more and then we start to climb back up and change our, our entire beingness. And then the fourth way we change is to come into these mystical experiences and 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 begin to understand and see other realities. Believe that ninety nine percent being is invisible. Only one percent is is what we think we the reality that we experience for most people. And that's the third. But there's a fourth dimension, a fifth, a sixth dimension, a seventh dimension, dimension, and on. So, what is this? So, this is a situation that Reith and I don't have. We don't have to worry about this problem, right, Reith? Procrastination. <laughs> what, <laughs> what is it that creates this crazy procrastination? I'm not going to tell you the length of time, but I have a kitchen cabinet that had an issue. You close it, it pops open. Well, that would, you know, consist of opening it up, unscrewing the bed latch, putting on a new one. Well, some people may think if if you if you take like 
a couple days, that would be bad. Well, I'm talking about years. I've been fooling with that cabinet. Why, why don't I just just do it like the T-shirt says, just do it? What is this thing with procrastination? We put things off. Well, there's four four reasons we procrastinate, four major reasons. There's a lot of minor reasons, but there's four basic reasons why we procrastinate. Number one is we don't have confidence in achieving the goal or the results we want. Number I, yeah. two is we... And number two, we have disbelief about you know, whatever it is that the that the situation calls for. In other words, there's some some level of belief, disbelief in our confidence or our abilities, or uh, or the past has shown us be uh, not being able to solve similar problems. The third reason is that you know, we have fear. You know, we we there's a Things that we want to put in front of it because the fear is uncomfortable. Too uncomfortable to do what we want to do. So we, you know, we distract ourselves, disorganize ourselves, and we we confuse ourselves. And those, by the way, are things that happen both automatically and and consciously. So, so those are the ways that we. Those are the things that happen when when we uh, start to come into this program. So do the thing, do the thing you fear, and the death of fear is certain, right? <laughs> Just do it, right? Do the fear, right. and the other, the other side of fear, the other side of fear is everything you want. <laughs> yeah. ah. See, that's good. I told you he's good. What's the? Uh, what would you say is the, the world's? Uh, we'll put it this way: the most pressing problem today. Well, you know, it's not COVID. So, my opinion, I have a different I have a different perspective on things. The biggest problem, world's most pressing problem right now is ignorance. You know, uh-huh. it's that we, we don't have the we don't have the the, the central, you know, um, I won't say intelligence, but we don't have the, the the tools to make what we want to have happen happen. And so, the ignorance creates all this conflict, it creates all this pain, it creates all this, you know, adversity continuously. And, you know, without, you know, if we just take the time to access what's really deep inside of us, you know, our awareness will come forward instead of listening to other people's um, BS about what things are, our our internal, uh, you know, operating system will give us that are unique to us, and so you know the ignorance will stop because our well, our awareness will will be able to make conclusions based on what is truth rather than based on what we imitate or emulate ah, or hear. Interesting, and very, very Are you catching this, Reef? Are you taking notes? I hope because we, yeah, we could definitely benefit on this. And and then it I makes sense. To, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm going to fix my cabinet. Uh, there's a this, but the the event perspectives is, is interesting. Uh, talk about the perspectives a little bit. I believe there's two types: unity and uh, event, right? Yes, there's a, the event perspectives is where the event perspective is where basically, you know, we pay attention to events. We pay attention to what goes on with COVID. We pay attention to the news. We pay attention to what happens in our interactions with other people. We pay attention to, you know, uh, the the difficulties that uh, that present themselves in our lives and in our families' lives. 
in the circle of, of life that we, we kind of walk in. But then there's the big picture. There is the, the, the big picture perspective, the unity perspective, is where we are all one organism. And, you know, uh, we're not just human beings, but we don't stop at the borders of our skin. We are intertwined and inter, interentangled with every other thing on the planet. We're, we are, we're a part of everything that exists, the bigger portion of everything. The, the, the um, exclusion part where the, we, we focus on events themselves, that's an exclusion experience. We separate ourselves from the event. But the inclusion part is the unity perspective whereby we share what goes on internally with each other, telepathically, mystically, a million different ways, but we recognize that the energy that is that we're experiencing is exactly the same that we are in the given point. So the bigger perspective is just from a 60,000 point of view, and I say that what's happening in the world right now is good, but I will tell you that 95% or 99% of the world is about all this darkness, all this COVID stuff, all the all the things that are bad in the world, and, and you know, that isn't how you progress. That's not how we evolve. We've evolved by understanding the, the negative and transforming them into, you know, a trajectory better. So. Uh, interesting. What's up? You know, I uh, I'm, I'm jotting down things that I do it the old-fashioned way. I take notes. Uh, what's what's the uh, hero's journey, and and why is it relevant? Do you think? Oh, I love this. So you know, you know that you know, uh, Star Wars movies, right? You know the Star Wars. Oh movie, yeah. Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah everybody. I, I, let me that. let me. Uh, Reese, how, how how fast was the Millennial Falcon? Okay, Reef, we got her on. I, I don't know. <laughs> it did the castle well, run in less than 12 parsecs. So go ahead, Doctor. <laughs> well, I, I like when he asked, when he when, when Han Solo told Chewie to fuel up the Millennial Falcon, and Chewie went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh so so the uh the hero's journey is something that's been around forever but it's but it was best articulated or at least as close to I know as best articulated by Joseph Campbell in in the whole myth of the human race in the whole myth uh, technology but it is the way that we we become heroes both to ourselves and to the world and so every hero's journey you know and uh, literature and movies and you know uh, every kind of you know expression uh, of our greatness comes through a hero's journey, and so what happens is that um, you know the hero always starts out with a dissatisfaction, with a state of dissatisfaction, dissatisfied with his family, he's dissatisfied with his circumstances, he's dissatisfied with uh, you know his life, his relationships. The hero's journey always starts from a dissatisfaction place where you leave home. Home doesn't necessarily mean physical home, but you leave the experiences that you are in the middle of. Now, I've made $12 million, with this is only the beginning. So you, you leave home, basically. I didn't make $12 million myself, but I, but I helped other people in the process. For 12. But in the, so, so you leave home, and then what happens is when you leave home, you are, you are thrown into adversity. You're thrown into new environments, you have to navigate things you don't you don't know anything about, <laughs> and um, 
because you are navigating stuff you don't know, you're really a novice at everything. And so you have to you have to learn, you know, through this adversity, through this pain, through this difficulty, through what works and what doesn't work. So you begin to I totally totally relate, yeah. Yeah, so so you so you this space where you are in a whole new environment and you know my parents were immigrants they came from you know Europe they have they had only the clothes on their back they had didn't know the language they didn't have any marketing skills you know they came into complete survival necessity uh, navigating what to, to learn to survive so the hero always has to learn new things has to create new skills has to create new abilities in order for him to get the adversity now and once you're into that, that, the university, yeah. What? No, that totally so makes what, sense because, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And so when you when you start to come through the adversity, now the next thing that happens is that you begin not only to be competent. Now you start to have influence. You are competent as a human being. You are competent in solving these problems, and now you can teach other people to solve these problems. And so this is my journey as well. So now you're able to not only solve your own problems and your own issues because you've developed the skills, you've developed the consciousness, you've developed the humanity, and you've evolved into a new place that wasn't the same as you were before. And so now you can help other people go through the same journey again. So it's like a flower. Once you come through the rose journey, you become a flower. And then uh, all the way up to the point of where uh, um, you begin to help other people, you are on a convergence. You are narrowly focusing your ability to get through things. The hero's I journey, totally. Once you, yeah. Once you pop into that, it's unfold now you 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 become like a, a flower that blooms and now you know your fragrance goes everywhere and you unfold and you get more and more of everything more and more material goods more and more spiritual connection more and more influence more and more ability to learn things accelerated you know and then you come into you know the highest consciousness possible which is the the consciousness of your non-separation your unity all other things so it's so that's it, it's like it's like success breeds confidence confidence breeds success and yeah and but when you, more than that, the unfolding of bigger and bigger success continuously yeah and, and now, I noticed, we're all in need of, of some type of transfer transformation right now i mean there's so much depression and negative thinking how can people get in touch with you to um take advantage of your transformational, I, I don't know what to call it, healing or powers or whatever. Well, yeah, and then we want to talk about your launch real quick, too. Your, uh, you know, the uh, launch. Okay. Well, anyone who go through a personal transformation can go to my website at I am effect too. So I the letter I, then the M is A-M, not M, not the letter M. So it's I-A-M, effect, E-F-F-E-C-T, then the digit 2.com. So I am effect 2.com. So it's the, it's the second iteration, second generation of uh, the self-actualization process where you are making continuous and bigger and better breakthroughs all the time. So that's the I am uh, effect 2.com. There was a thing in World War II that we taught the Japanese after the war 
It was called the theory of Kanai, constant and never-ending improvement. So that, that's you're, you're right yep. on the money there. And and you came across a situation <clears throat> with uh, you met Eric and the Easy Way situation. Congratulations and uh, with the wall and everything. Tell us a little bit about your experience with uh, Easy Way. Well, you know, first of all, all things are meant to be. I, I, I believe in the fact that, you know, nothing happens by accident. Everything that is in the universe is governed by law, some universal law. So whatever happens is governed by, by law. So um, when I was doing an interview with um, uh, Mikey Cohn and Jules, um, I forgot what Jules' last name was, but uh, they interviewed me on our show. They were impressed with what I had to say, and they said, we got to introduce you to this guy, Eric, because your stuff needs to go out there. Now, I've been probably, I can't even tell you how many interviews and how many, um, you know, be in radio shows and, uh, you know, podcasts and stuff like that. But but whatever the case was, but I, when I met Eric, you know, I saw the instantaneous ability and value of what he has to 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 share and do. And, and the easy way is an extraordinary idea with an with an extraordinary set of circumstances and branches. So it's like the tree of life. You know, there's many many different branches going out, and I know that because of all these different branches, we are you know far numbers of people. So in my experience, I have a a fair amount of contact with with high end influencers of different sorts, you know, from all over the world. And so my experience with Eric was let's start connecting these things because they all need further that that messaging and that packaging needs to to be, you know, bigger, especially during this time of transition. It's not, you know, right now every single person planet is going through a transition, not just some of us, not just one of us, every single person on the planet is going through some form of transition. And so I see the easy way platform as a great way to, you know, connect with and, and expand everybody's ability to evolve themselves, both in business in life, in uh, whatever different dimensions you want, whether it be spiritual or relationships or career or or um, connection or whatever. And I sit on the board of three major world organizations, and, you know, I want all these people to connect and interact with the easy way. So I'm, I'm very, very, you know, uh, I'm very, very appreciative of the, the meeting with Eric. I, uh, I appreciate we're, that. And, you know, I like the definition, uh, easy way with all its networks, kind of like a trio life. And we want to thank you so much for coming on because I know you're so busy. And uh, what what you presented to everybody is just priceless. And uh, this is this is the kind of stuff that can take you out of your well, whatever void it is—a procrastination, uh, stagnant field. They say it's called entrenchment sometimes. And and move <laughs> them, you know, get them moved to uh, to accomplish their goals. But thank you again, Dr. Harrison, for coming on. And uh, we we hope to be. Uh, we're going to follow your everything that's going on and maybe have you back again sometime. We'd love that. Sure. Thank you. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you again. Oh, and great I, meeting I told you. you. Such an interesting Reith. gentleman. Uh, so with that, Reith, I think we're on time. We've got to move along commercial and then Carmelita's Corner. Looking to take the next step? 
Join the EasyWay Network and become part of our EasyWay family. Host your own TV show. Accelerate your viewership, as you will be seen on platforms such as Roku, Amazon, Apple. Brand yourself and affiliate yourself with celebrities, artists, influencers, and power players. For more information on how to start your own show, channel, or network, go to EasyWayPromotions.com. To stay updated on all our upcoming events, text EasyWay to 55678. Welcome to EasyWayBroadcasting.com, your one-stop shop getaway to corporate Hollywood. EasyWay specializes in red carpets and will enhance your experience. EasyWayBroadcasting.com is top-ranked on Alexa and houses the EasyWay TV Film On Channel, podcast radio station, and EasyWay Magazine. Learn more about the beautiful EasyWay Angels and follow their events calendar. For more information, visit EasyWayBroadcasting.com and click on About Us or call 424-209-9290. Don't forget to subscribe to the website and follow Easy Way on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for amazing updates and opportunities. Remember, that's letter E and letter Z, because, well, we do it the easy way. And it's time for Carmelita's Corner. There we go, Carmelita's Corner. You are about to experience Carmelita's Corner. Carmelita's song, Rosebud, made it to the top 40s with the godfather of soul, James Brown. She's the founder of the Rose Breast Cancer Society. Now here's your host, Carmelita Pittman. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you happen to be. Uh, This broadcast reaches a lot of people around the world, and I want to welcome you this morning to a very special broadcast because the topic today is very serious, and uh, we need to pay attention. My guest, Dick Platkin, is going to explain. He is a retired city planner of 30 years of experience. Uh, He's worked in both the public and private sector in Seattle and Los Angeles. And he is a uh, member also of a city group which addresses the neighborhoods. Uh, He's been a part of the L.A. City Planning Department. Since he retired, he has taught planning classes at USC and Cal State University, Northridge. He's consulted in many community groups in Los Angeles, and he's joined the boards of the United Neighborhoods for Los Angeles and Planners Network. He writes a weekly planning watch column for City Watch LA, and he's edited special issues of progressive planning. And what he's going to talk about today, if you are a homeowner, or even if you're not a homeowner, you need to be aware of what's happening in the state of California. And I want to welcome now at this time Dick Platkin. Are you there, Dick? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, very well. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Well, that's good. As I mentioned before, the topic that you're going to bring to our public uh, is something that has been relatively unknown. And uh, I am aware of uh, SB 1120, 
uh, which would give these uh, land developers the ability basically to mow down our historical neighborhoods uh, and throughout the state of California. And uh, nobody's really uh, sort of immune from this because I attended the induction of the mayor of Beverly Hills, and they were talking about this very same issue because even those homes in Beverly Hills are at risk of having uh, their their neighborhoods destroyed by these uh, avaricious developers who, who basically don't have uh, our historical or cultural interests in, in mind. All they care about is making money and tearing down and destroying neighborhoods. Can you please explain in detail what I'm talking about? Uh, there's proposals uh, at the local level. What I follow most closely is Los Angeles. <coughs> Excuse me. And there's also proposed. <coughs> sorry. Uh, there's also proposals in the state legislature led by Senator Scott Weiner. He's a state senator from San Francisco. And uh, these proposals uh, would rezone local uh, residential zones that are now. Uh, limited to single-family homes to allow fourplexes and then sometimes apartment houses. Uh, the, the fallacy is uh, they think that if you can increase the amount of housing, that you will sometime, somehow bring down the cost of housing. And I think this, as I've written many, many columns in CityWatch, this is a totally fallacious theory. If you build expensive houses, you lift up the price of houses. Surrounding houses become more expensive. They don't become cheaper. And I pointed out uh, examples that make total sense to people. If you want to buy a Claude Monet painting, which costs 50 to $100 million, you can't bring the price down by printing uh, lots of pictures of dogs playing poker, cheap, cheap commercial art. Or if you want to buy a Lexus, you can't tell Toyota to build more Corollas. Somehow building more Corollas will bring down the price of a Lexus. Yet these people maintain that if we simply build more housing through the private sector, which means expensive housing, we will create low-priced housing. And it doesn't work. It simply doesn't work. And they focus on what's called middle-missing housing, which is a legitimate claim because there's less and less middle-class housing available in a big overpriced city like Los Angeles. And they say if we simply allow uh, houses in uh, neighborhoods which are now single-family houses to become fourplexes, we will uh, be able to create affordable housing. So I have lived in a fourplex uh, in the Beverly Fairfax neighborhood of Los Angeles where there's a whole area of fourplex housing. And I looked at the price of the house of the fourplex I used to live in. This house was built in 1926, so it's now about 95 years old. So it means it's not, it doesn't have a modern kitchen. It has one bathroom for a two-bedroom uh, two apartment, a large two-bedroom apartment. It has a backyard, but it's not a modern place. It now rents for $4,000 a month for a 1,200-square-foot apartment. I, this is certainly not affordable. And I asked landlords in the area, I said, well, what if we were to demolish this old 95-year-old apartment house and rebuild it with a new modern fourplex apartment house? And they said, well, then you would be paying $7,000 a month. So 
uh, $7,000 a month for a 1,200-square-foot apartment, even if it's modern and has a modern kitchen and modern bathroom, modern heating system, and so forth, is still way overpriced. There's no very few families that would want to live in a 1,200-square-foot apartment, and even fewer who are willing to pay $7,000 a month rent for such a small apartment for a family. So I think it's a totally uh, fallacious uh, fix for the for the deep housing crisis facing California. So that's my overview. We can get into the weeds if you want now. Well, Dick, I think you have presented very, very well what the issue is. And unfortunately, there are many of our former, even apartment dwellers, who now have found themselves homeless because they have been priced out of their apartments and I'm speaking of uh, an article that I read about these people who were living in an apartment house uh, in the downtown area. They had yeah. lived there very happily for many, many years, and then they found themselves out of house and home because they just couldn't afford it. And that is one of the reasons why there are so many homeless people on our streets. They're being displaced by these high rents and the landlords or the, well, I should say the developers, uh, because they don't seem to have in mind that people, (laughs) they have to have a way to pay for these places that they live in. And if they're out of jobs, unemployed, as is such the case in uh, many, many situations, how are they going to survive these high rents? Well, uh, uh, I think the situation is actually worse than you described it, and I'll tell you why. Uh, The first uh, reason is that wages have not kept up with the cost of housing. The federal minimum wage is now, I think, $7.25 an hour. If the, if the minimum wage had kept up with inflation, had kept up with the price of housing, and had kept up with increased productivity, the minimum wage in the United States would now be, have to be $24 or $25 an hour. Uh, at $7.25, there is not one county in the entire United States where people who make the minimum wage could afford an apartment. I mean, people are priced out over the entire over over the entire country. And the other issue is in Los Angeles and other California cities, when you demolish an existing house or apartment house and replace it with something that is new and expensive, it is no longer rent controlled. Uh, In Los Angeles, the only uh, apartments that are subject to the rent stabilization ordinance were built before 1978 statewide the cutoff date is 1995 so every new apartment can be uh you can have unlimited rent increases without any any uh, any limitation through rent rent control so if you if you look at the uh how the price of housing has outpaced the minimum wage and if you look at at, at the uh ability of imposing some kind of rent control diminishing every year as you have more and more new housing and less older housing the the housing crisis gets worse and if you if you only want to if you if developers build the the missing housing they're only of course they will build of course expensive housing because that's what they make the most profit at you have an increasing housing crisis 
And this is why I'm a daily bike rider. Wherever I drive in Los Angeles, pedal in Los Angeles, I see vacancy signs. I have a daughter who lives on a, in an apartment house near the uh, L.A. County Museum of Art. On her block of apartment houses, every building has a for rent sign out. Every building. Uh, people are fleeing Los Angeles or they're moving out of their apartments because they can't afford them. They're not going to wait until they're evicted. They, they leave on their own, probably for areas with cheaper housing or to move in with families or move in with friends. So you have overcrowding as a, as a response to a, a housing crisis and a lack of work. Well, you know, I, I, I put the blame a lot on, uh, unfortunately, our leadership, uh, which has given carte blanche to these, uh, as I say, avaricious. It's a polite, a polite way of describing these land developers. Uh, many of them are coming in from foreign countries that could care less about our culture or have any knowledge of our history. And all they care about is making money. Money, money, money. They worship the money god. And that is destroying our country. A lot of people don't seem to realize, you know, what this situation is about and and how we can address it. But for those who are in the position of leadership, and I do um, urge people to contact their civic leaders to to engage them. We have many people who are up now for election and you know, many of them, like Mark Ridley Thomas, who has been around for a while, he seems to be doing something about trying to help the housing issue. And uh, my friend, uh, Jan Perry, of many years, uh, supervisor, uh, uh, and, and so many others that, that have made a conscious effort to address the homeless issue. But let's talk about SB 1120, which will have a new name because uh, when it goes back up again for a vote, unfortunately it passed because there there are people, uh, again, who you know how all you have to do is wave a dollar at them, and they'll go along with the program. And uh, they are not caring about the consequences, which is really having an adverse effect on the community. Uh, so can you tell us what can we do to um, address this issue? Because we don't have that much time, according to my friend, Amy, uh, who referred you to me. And hello, Amy. I know she's out there listening. <laughs> and by the way, I, li I met her through another friend, Pasquale Betio. I hope he's listening. Um, he's a very active member uh, of the arts community. And speaking of the arts community, let me digress for just one second. I received an article from Amy that was just horrifying to me about what this director, the museum director, Govan, has done, not what he's doing, but what he's already done. Uh, I saw these pictures of what was a beautiful facility, for the largest, wonderful facility for an art collection, a encyclopedic collection, because it, it encompassed so many cultures and uh, the history of art, and I just loved going to that museum, what was the museum of the L.A. County Museum of Art. When I saw those pictures, I was horrified. He has actually demolished 
some of the buildings already, and he's done it on his own, acting very much like the person in the White House, just doing what he thinks is best without any consultation or direction or input. And now these buildings have are lying waste, and the original building is actually going to be uh, shrunk in size and replaced by the Swiss architectural design. He's engaged this Swiss architect who I'm not familiar with, but he's engaged him to redesign the L.A. County Art Museum with a bunch of little buildings, and some of it's supposed to be suspended over Wilshire Boulevard, which I don't quite understand how that's going to work. But, I mean, I'm horrified. I'm sorry. What do you have to say about that, Dick? Well, this is in the Miracle Mile area of Los Angeles, Uh, and it's – uh, the Miracle Mile area already allows enormously high buildings. It could be, you could build another century city on Miracle Mile on the Miracle Mile area. That's the Wilshire Corridor, from uh, for people who know Los Angeles, from Highland on the east to the Beverly, <coughs> to the Beverly Hills border on the west. The city of Los Angeles, through something called the Transit Neighborhood Plan, which is not all that different than 1127. It wants to upzone, which means an immediate increase in the value for property owners and developers. It wants to increase it further to allow even larger buildings. So what Govan, the director of the Art Museum, is doing is consistent with the city of L.A.'s plan for the entire corridor. So it would allow larger buildings. Now, it's not. it will not upgrade the water, it will not upgrade the power system, it will not build more parks and schools, it will not fix the sidewalks, it will not plant trees, it will not have street furniture, it's just allowing bigger buildings. Now you ask, what can people do? Uh, I wish I could tell people that, well, you could vote the people who do this out of office, but unfortunately, uh, almost all of the people who are running for office in Los Angeles in L.A. County and the state of California have the same outlook. And some people have the idea, well, the Republican Party is the party of business, and if you don't want to vote for the party of business, you should vote for a Democrat. Well, that doesn't really apply in Los Angeles, L.A. County, or uh, the state of California. In L.A. City, which where I worked for 20 years, 18 of the 19 op- elected officeholders are Democrats, in the in uh, the board of supervisors, I think four or five people are Democrats. In Sacramento, Democrats control every statewide office, and they have a supermajority in the state Senate and the state legislature. So I don't think that electoral politics at this point offers the way. We have to go to non-electoral politics, which is what Amy and I are involved in. That's creating really active local neighborhood groups that will use every tool available, which means you jam every public hearing. You have, If you have to, you'll have street demonstrations. And there's people who have found a small minority of lawyers who are willing to go to bat for community groups. They're not cheap. You have to shell out money. But because the city and the county and the state so often violate their own laws, if for groups that can afford a lawyer, and if you go to court when you have all of these proposals to dish out uh, enormous favors to real estate interests, you can win, but it's hard work. And there, there are, I wish I could say there was a silver bullet, you just vote for this person and it disappears. But 
I don't, I'm not aware of that. And I'll give you an example. Uh, in the area where Govan is active, that's Council District 4 in Los Angeles, uh, there is a contest uh, between the incumbent, David Rue, and his uh, competitor, Nithya Raman. And uh, I was in a, a Zoom call with Nithya Raman. Nithya Raman is very earnest. She has a lot of character. She's very open. Tell me what people are in are mind. And she said what they, what they have in mind. And she says, if you want to know where I'm at, just go to all my my website. I've outlined all my views. Well, I went to her website, unlike a lot of the people on the call, and I found out her outlook and her solutions are no different than uh, SB 1127 and the, and the Transit Neighborhood Plan, which is to make it easier for developers to build large buildings. She wants to eliminate parking, so if you build a, an apartment house, you don't have to put in any parking. She wants to eliminate yards, which she calls amenities, so you would have less open space. She wants to reduce the size of apartments to have what are called micro-units. Uh, and uh, to my mind, uh, yeah, it'll be very profitable for developers if her proposals uh, come in, but uh, she doesn't advertise the fact that uh, she uh, has proposals which are clearly designed to benefit developers. She presents herself as a modern, progressive, open-minded person, and for people who value character more than substance, She's a very convincing candidate, so she has a lot of young millennial types who don't know a whole lot but are impressed by personality. Uh, so that's the dilemma that we're in. We need to have really active grassroots organizations that have a full-spectrum approach uh, to dealing with this uh, effort to sell off our cities to developers. I mean, that's, Okay, that's well, well, Dick, I, I, I don't really want to... Um, come in now, but I'm looking at the clock, and I wish okay, I could keep fine. you on. Maybe we can get you to come back again another time, or Amy. But this topic is so so serious, and you pointed out the fact that it it, it seems to be an equal opportunity corruption uh, between uh, both parties, and you know oh. it's often been said that it's a two-headed snake. You know, in other words, it doesn't matter uh, whether it's red or blue. Uh, they, they all, uh, you know, have uh, their their uh, constituents who have their hands out. And if you can grease their palms with enough money, you can basically get uh, what you want. And unfortunately, money talks in this country. And um, as you said, the lawyers are expensive, and um, I would like, before we, we head off, to please uh, have you give people a way to contact you. Sure. Uh, I write a weekly column in something called City Watch LA. It's, it's a free online publication. Uh, anybody can go to it, and you can have it. You can sign up to have it sent to your email. So that's City Watch LA. Or if you want to contact me directly, uh, my email is rhplatkin at gmail.com, and I check my email every day. So uh, I'm happy to correspond with people who want to pursue this in more detail. Well, thank you, Dick Platkin, for coming on as a guest on Carmelita's Corner on the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. 
And I want to thank you for what you're doing. I want to thank Amy out there. Uh, She's such a trooper and all of the others. And a shout-out to those who have been following us. And there was just one question before we go that I just remembered. One of my friends wanted to know how these architects, how these developers are planning to address what you mentioned about the sewer system and water supplies because they're building without thinking about the the impact on the sewer system. I mean, with the increase of population, it's already affecting the the ability, you know, to handle that. And we've had, uh, you know, eruptions in Beverly Hills, for example, of water mains that, because they're so old, uh, that they're just shooting up water in into the sky. And you know, nobody's addressing the fact that. We have to also think about the underbelly of the building that the these buildings that are sitting on top of them. Uh, I'll tell you, every city in California has to have a general plan, and the general plan should address infrastructure. L.A. has posted its plan for infrastructure and public services. It was written in 1969. I was. I was I was a young college student at that time, and most of the city planners who are now dealing with these issues were not even born. I have a daughter who's a city planner in New York City. She was born in 1985, so she was born nearly 20 years after L.A. City's infrastructure plan. So the, clearly, the city of L.A. doesn't even uh, doesn't seriously address the question of infrastructure. So we're we're sitting on a disaster as you build more and more stuff on these old. Uh, broken down infrastructure systems. You're begging. You're you're creating a scenario in which these water mains will burst all over the city, and that's before you have a, a master uh, a major earthquake, which will crush the city's broken and old infrastructure system. So well, you know, it's going to be uh, awful. It and, already and is the, awful. It'll be worse. Yes, and that's just California. I mean, you know, uh, we can go on on and on about this topic alone about the infrastructure but again Dick thanks for being our guest and hopefully this um, little segment here has shed some light to the public that we need to address and may everybody have a great day and we're on our way and I always like to say I'm going to get on my horse and I think maybe I'll take uh, Reese's Ferrari this time We we can move on out into the sunset Dick Well, I'm going to drive my Ferrari right back in, and let's go to tech time. Smartphone, cell phone, PC, Mac, tablet, iPad. That's right. It's tech time. Well, everybody's using Zoom nowadays, and I get a lot of questions about, well, which uh, device should I use to make my Zoom calls? Well, especially if you're going to be the one initiating the Zoom calls, you should use your computer. It has a lot more um, features than the other devices have. You can use any device, but you can use whether it's a Mac or a PC. You can use your standard computer or you can use your laptop. Both of those have more features. So... You can do more things. You can have more backgrounds. You can record. Uh, 
the session. Um, they even got some beta test things out that I don't even have on my devices yet where you can do like the Snapchat and put bunny ears on or a mustache or all kinds of things. Like I said, I haven't gotten that feature on mine yet, but it is in beta testing apparently. So hopefully soon everybody will be able to do that, but mainly on your computer or your laptop. Now your tablet, you have a few less features. Depends on how old your tablet is or how new your tablet is, whether or not you can have more background screens or more things that you can do on your tablet. But it's not as much as you can do if you use your PC or your uh, computer. And last is your phone. Now, your phone is always doable. If you're doing a quick Zoom call, you're out and about, and I do it all the time. I want to catch my Zoom call, but I'm still in the car. I haven't made it home yet. You can get your basic features, including a background. Uh, again, it's not as many as on your computer, but you can have a background because if you're driving in your car, you may not necessarily want to just have an avatar out there, but you might have a pretty background that you want them to look at and you want to take your Zoom call as you're driving home. Now, I'm not saying watch your Zoom call while you're driving. That's not only illegal, it's dangerous. But you can set up your, pull over to the side, set up your Zoom call and put the phone in your passenger seat and let them look at your background or your avatar or the ceiling of your car. And you can listen to your Zoom call. So you can use Zoom on any of your devices. It's just a matter of limited features. And the other limited feature is whether or not you pay for an account or you use a free account. The free account, you get a 40-minute call with three or more people. After 40 minutes, it will cut you off. Or you can have unlimited time with just you and another person on your Zoom call. But with the paid account, you have all kinds of time. You have unlimited time. You have up to, like, I think 100 people. And uh, you can record. You can do all kinds of things with the paid account. And uh, the paid account, I heard they had a sale recently. I don't know if the sale is still going on, but the price varies. Uh, so if you want the super account, go ahead and pay for it. And a lot of businesses pay for the account because, and, and they need more than one or two lines. So they pay for several accounts. So Zoom is the preferred way of conference calling nowadays. It's only going to get more and more popular the rate it's going, especially with the new features. So you choose which device you want to use. Either way, it's a wonderful way to stay in touch with people during the pandemic. And that's my tech time. Let's move on to Jim Jim's. Okay, baby, okay, boomers. baby boomers, it's time it's for Jim from Jim. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Aretha, that was uh, 
That was very interesting. And, you know, guys, a lot of us think about, uh, uh, you know, what do we do? There's so much stuff going on with the COVID and the job situation and everything, which is improving. The jobs are improving. But I found an article in Forbes, uh, 10 Tips to Leap into 2020 with Success and Happiness by uh, Dr. Robinson. And so I thought I'd switch to a little bit of a positive. It says, if you're one of the 60% of American workers who make New Year's resolutions, there's 10 tips to consider for 2020. We all know that achieving personal success and happiness depends on having proper balance between work and personal time. But in today's hectic world, uh, where you must do more or less time and uh, fewer resources, the goal can seem basically impossible. Uh, so we have to put these priorities together because if you ask somebody what's more important, well, it's always their health, of course, and yet they put their health last. When overdoing outweighs self-cure, it's time to invest in your own well-being. Chances are you are taught that self-sacrifice is a virtue, that putting yourself last is a character of strength. But, but hold on a little bit here. Always putting yourself at the end of the line is a grave disservice that actually works against you. Self-care makes your use of time more sustainable. It's important to avoid gobble, gulp, and go. Healthy eating, rest, and regular exercise give you the stamina to withstand any challenge uh, a fast-paced life throws at you. And, you know, this is what we talked about. When you take the time to you know, treat yourself a little bit, a little bit of exercise here and there, eating right. This is going to benefit you in moving forward and all these tasks you have. Otherwise, you're going to fall behind in your tasks. You think, well, I'm doing all this stuff. But you're actually, the way you're performing the task by having this resolve to get it done is hurting that particular task. Uh, indulge yourself. When was the last time you uh, soaked in a hot tub, indulged in a restorative activity that rejuvenates your mind and body restores your success. Uh, Italians practice something called, it's called I-L-D-O-L-C-E. Adulce far nici, roughly translated, translated as the sweetness of doing nothing. Doing nothing is like the integral pauses to a beautiful piece of music. Uh, without absences of sound, music would just be noise. It's counterintuitive. But doing nothing provides an incubation period, per se. It gives you time to sit and think a little bit. A mere 15 or 20-minute appointment with yourself and scheduling personal time, a hobby, a manicure, yoga, whatever it is, uh, is, is very beneficial. We talk about meditation. Uh, to, achieve, to achieve success in New Year, you must... Be for yourself, not against others, but for yourself. If not, then who will it be for? So basically taking the time, uh, stack activity deck. Scientists say we are hardwired with a negativity basis to keep us out of harm's way because negativity has longer life, longer shelf life. You overestimate threats and underestimate your ability to over overcome them. It takes three positive thoughts to offset one negative thought. Although negativity hardwires you for safety, it limits your ability 
to see possibilities and keep you from believing in yourself. All right, like I say, nobody can be you better than you. But you don't have to let your wiring dictate your actions. You get into the habit of understanding threats and overestimating your ability to overcome them. All right, avoid blowing disappointments out of proportion. Look for the upside or downside of a situation. Underscore positive feedback instead of letting it roll over your head. Focus on the solution instead of the problem. And like I say, there are no problems, only solutions. Pinpoint the opportunity in a challenge. Refuse to let one bad outcome rule the future outlook. Take chances instead of letting your survival fear and holding you back. It's like we're talking about doing the thing you fear. Uh, Deal yourself an optimistic card on a regular basis to chill your mind. Build your success mojo and offset stress juices that could bring you to a screeching halt when you could be overwhelmed. So, I, I, you know, we're kind of out of time here, but uh, get yourself regular doses of self-compassion and, uh, and just keep a positive format. And Risa and I talked about that. You know, if, if you hang around with a bunch of negative people, it's going to have a tendency of uh, creating the negative in your mind. I, I've always said, if if you hang if a young person hangs around with a bunch of people that uh, may just be, you know, they don't have any dreams of moving forward, and and say one person has five friends and and they all say rent somewhere, run a room, and and five more friends that own properties and have motivation to do this stuff, it's going to have a uh, influence on their life. Going on, my point is you're going to be reading all this stuff on the news and talking to other people, but there's other people that you might not be running into that are, we come across a lot of negative stuff that happens, might influence your job, might make it cause you to lose your job. I was just at uh, an office store the other day, they're closing up and the people are saying, well, we may not get transferred. We may just get a pink slip, get light off. Okay. So you start looking around right away and you might wind up with something better than what you had before. So you got to, it, it's a, a term, think positive, and, and the way in which we think determines outcomes, we've already proven that. So with all the stuff that's going on, there's a lot of people getting back to work. There's a lot of people that, uh, that are getting in, in better shape than they were in before. And if you get sick, you get, get better. If you get sick, you get better, that's all. And uh, we're going to run into that stuff. So that's that's what I got, Reese. I'm just trying to throw a positive spin on all this stuff going on. Uh, yeah, that's we, what uh, we got to do. Right? Yep, that's what we got to do. And Reese, you're a positive person. You you're talking about you you have more competition now when you go to do a movie situation when you go to uh, apply for a movie uh, audition. Yeah, I did a commercial. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did a commercial last week. I've got auditions pouring in. It's really more auditions than I can keep up with. And, um, you know, you can complain, but there are things happening out there. The world has not stood still in COVID. Not at all. Life goes uh, on. Yeah. And and there's a, a lot of new stuff going on, you know, like Eric's opening this big world of virtual reality in a different way. And uh, people are just coming to him. Hey, how, how how does this work? How does that work? 
and they're finding out, and even in business we were talking about, like you with the entertainment situation, they're finding new formats for, you know, how, how they're doing events, and sometimes they're more beneficial. And uh, yeah. you look at your auditions, Reek. You get audition from home now. <laughs> they're all virtual. All of the auditions are virtual. And I've like gotten that? so that, that I do a complete production. I mean, I have background, scenery, and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, so you get the green well, screen. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, you make yourself look like you're in front of Niagara Falls or something from your living room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you were in the waiting room uh, on Eric's gold carpet scenario when the people had come to uh, to have their little talk, and, and they had to go wait in the green room. But when you got in the room, you got to see other people and kind of chat with them. All this stuff is amazing. Well, that's uh, how the auditions are. You go into the waiting room, and the other people that are waiting to audition, you can see and actually talk to them. And then when it's your right. turn to audition, they just let you into the room where you're auditioning. Yeah, so amazing. it's it's really amazing. And uh, so where does it go from here? Well, you know, just some of the stuff we mentioned. You're you're going to buy something. Amazon has the hand technology where you just run your hand across the scanner. Uh, you got you got some old pictures sitting around. Well, guess what? You can bring those old pictures to life now. There's so much exciting. But don't stuff. don't wait too long though, because they will deteriorate. I had some oh, old yeah. eight Miller film and it, it did not do well when I tried to get it transferred over to VCR tapes. And same thing with the pictures. If you wait too long, the pictures actually will just crumble, especially if you have them in old photo albums. They'll stick to the back of the page and they'll just Rachel, tear off. I got a, I got a question, Rachel. What's the timeline on these old VCR tapes that we have? Because I've got boxes and boxes with really cool stuff, but they're very old now. Do you think you should pull that off and put it on a more, uh, you know, yeah, like a CD? Yeah, you need to, yeah, you need to put it on a CD, which is a, a much more viable medium to store things on because the tapes will deteriorate, and especially if they're not in a cool vault, they will uh, get brittle and they will break when they try to transfer it, especially anything you really want to keep. Like Eric's baby pictures or something. <laughs> I got yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I got some cool little conversations we had when he was, you know, a little tiny one, and uh, I don't want to lose them. But boy, they've been in a box for almost 38 years. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you definitely need to take one or two of them out, see if they work, even if you have a VCR anymore, and then yeah, take it up to uh, one of the places where they do the film transfers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good tip. It's like I tell people, if you know, all the fires going up there. Well, you know, if 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 you secure what you have, you know, you take all these tapes, you take your uh, really important papers and your jewelry, whatever that's really really valuable. The furniture can be replaced, whatever. And and when you come home, like up north there with the situation, there's nothing left. But if you have a fire and a a fireproof safe that's burglar proof and all that. You open a safe, and it's heat resist. You know, it protects from heat, because otherwise everything inside will melt. And all your stuff is safe. You know, you just have to uh, look ahead a little bit. But anyway, Reith, I think with that, it's getting time to roll along here. Uh, we want to thank Dr. Harrison for coming on, and uh, 
we, we want to have him back. This is really interesting stuff he's talking about. And we got our uh, our Easy Way Wall of Fame. We got to go to easywayliveevents.com. And the Easy Way Wall of Fame is growing in leaps and bounds. The virtual Golden Gale will be coming up here. It looks like we will be looking at uh, possibly the 17th. Um, because of all the uh, response we had on that and the upgraded uh, technology and, and all the stuff going on, it, we had to put it off till this, for a bit, but it's uh, it's for a positive because uh, what's coming in is just amazing. Reith, any closing comments from Reith Gray? No, just wear your mask, social distance, be safe. It's you know, the virus is real. I think everybody's always known that it was real, but not necessarily how contagious it was. Yeah. And yeah. if you don't want to have to sit out a big chunk of your life in quarantine, yeah. be safe. Wear the mask. <laughs> Social distance. I go to some meetings that have opened up lately, and these people do not want to wear their mask. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean... I'm praying for the president. I want him to do well. Uh, I want his wife to do well and everyone uh, connected with him, his campaign, the reelection. I want them all to do well. But uh, they rolled the dice and they lost. And yeah. we know that the, the masks are not foolproof. We know that social distancing is not foolproof. But... It is every little thing you can do that helps. It keeps you from getting infected. Do it. Just do. A, 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 wearing a mask is a simple trade-off for what could be a life-changing e- event in your life. So totally, totally. I, and I, can, way, I cannot say it enough. Oh yeah, and the easy way Wall of Fame virtual awards Golden Gala is uh, turning out to be one of the most anticipated things because of all the new age stuff going on. All eyeballs are on, on that. That is going to be something. I'm I'm really intrigued on how all this stuff pans out. And the well, influence effect. A, well, I was on the golden carpet, and one of the great things is you didn't have to wear your mask because you were socially <laughs> distant <laughs> yeah. by miles. And so it's it, it, the, 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 it was wonderful because I, I don't have any desire to go on a carpet right now and be in all the crowds and yeah, everything. Yeah. So the that's, virtual that's event true. was just wonderful for that. Totally true. And, and you know, people, they, the way they choreographed that was amazing because we're talking about people not only in different states but different countries were calling in from England and all over the place. And they, they were you know, on the carpet, you know. But with that, Reith, I guess we're going to sign off now, guys. So keep moving. Keep the faith. Radio Boomers Live next Monday morning with Reith and I. And uh, we'll see you then. Right, Reith? Absolutely. Have a great week. Radio Boomers Live signing out. Thank you for listening to Radio Boomers Live with your hosts, Reith Gray, star Betty White's Off Their Rockers, and EZ's dad, Jim Zuli. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Boomers Live. Radio Boomers Live is brought to you by the Easy Way Broadcasting Network. That's the letter E, the letter Z, Broadcasting Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.